Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. What's up, everybody? Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is the show where all of your health, fitness, and nutrition questions are answered. So if you're here for the first time, welcome. Thanks for being here. Uh, If the sound is a little different than it used to be, I apologize. Uh, I just moved into a new house, trying to to navigate the setup. Obviously, there's a lot of unpacking, packing, crap like that. Good and willing stuff, selling stuff. So, you know, we'll shift around the studio and where that's going to be. But for right now, this is where it is. Uh, So... It's just what we're working with for the next uh, few weeks here. So anyway, if you're new, thanks for being here. The way this show works is uh, is pretty simple. So I collect questions off my Instagram story, and those questions are answered in the story as well as here on the show. So all of these questions that I'm discussing today are sent in by listeners just like you. If you have a question that you want to send in, here's how you do it. Go to Instagram. You can find me there. My handle is Adam underscore Pullman fit. That's where you can find me. Uh, And then there you can go to my story every single Sunday. You'll see a box in my story that says, ask me a question. You can submit any health, fitness and nutrition question, you know, or multiple questions in there uh, as you would like completely up to you how you want to do that. So that's where you submit your questions. If you want to get those answered today, here's what we're talking about. A few questions were sent in, uh, and today the couple of questions that I selected are about calorie trackers. So first one is, what's the best calorie tracker you recommend? The next question is going to be about how you can uh, build your glutes and lose belly fat uh, at the same time. So that's what we're talking about today. Make sure you tune in for more on that. And if you want more free fitness information, free fitness guides, articles, you can get all of that for free at PullmanFitness.com free. That's P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N fitness.com slash free. All right. This first question is from Mick0874. Might be Mitch. I don't know. Uh, and the question is best calorie tracker you recommend. All right. So here's the thing. I don't ever recommend calorie trackers. In fact, I don't ever recommend tracking how many calories you're burning in the day. Reason being is because it's there's too much going on to know for sure. There's way too much going on. Um, you know, as far as options, you you can do things like Fitbit, you can do Apple Watch, you can do, you know, my zone monitors. You can even go in on a calculator online, punch in a bunch of numbers, and it's going to give you an estimate on how many calories you burn per day. Um, here's the thing. So these trackers, they use your age, your height, your weight, um, maybe your body fat percentage, and then they'll, they'll, they'll kind of help you estimate your activity level. And they'll give you a rough number based on that. So it's, it's going to be a guess at best. And then um, outside of that, there's, there's, there's nothing great out there. So you're getting a guess at best. Uh, and then the problem, or I guess the reason why it's a guess is because not only are you, you know, doing activity 
and burning calories that way, but your body burns calories internally. And that's how it burns most of its calories through your met- metabolic rate. About 60 to 70% of your calories burned are through your metabolic rate, your, your metabolism, metabolism, your basal metabolic rate, the energy that it takes for your body to function and keep yourself alive, essentially. And your, your metabolic rate can change so much, even on a day-to-day basis. Uh, it even changes during the day. Uh, you know, if, you're, if you're, your stress is, is increased, your metabolic rate is probably going to change. Uh, you know, your lean muscle tissue is going to change that. What your, what your workout activity was like, the type of workout is going to change that. Um, the rate at which you digest and absorb food based on the foods you, you've eaten is going to change that. Uh, and so most of, of the calories you are burning uh, aren't even accurately calculated. So in my eyes as a coach, what's the point of making something more complicated, you know, when it doesn't need to be? Now, this is where, you know, you listening, you might be saying, well, if I'm focused on calories in versus calories out, I should probably know what the calories out are. Uh, and you don't have to, okay? What you can do to figure out whether your calorie deficit or your maintenance or your surplus is a deficit maintenance or surplus, plus, surplus, excuse me, is just see how it affects your weight over time. All right, so that's great if you get that rough estimate of, let's say, I burn 2,000 calories a day. Let's say it's a rough estimate. Um, And then so because of that, you want to do some sort of calorie deficit. You do 1,800 calories. And let's say, you know, over the course of two, three weeks, your weight does drop a little bit. Then you have a good idea of, okay, that was probably, you know, that's that's probably about a calorie deficit there. If you go to 1,800 calories and your weight drops drastically, then you might know that, Ah, well, it's likely that I'm burning a lot more calories than this tracker says during the day. If you go to that 1800 calorie mark and you gain a ton of weight, well, your 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 fitness tracker highly overestimated uh, how many calories that you're burning in the day. So what I would do is I would just pick a calorie amount, just get a rough idea at the start, and just see how that affects your body weight. Now you got to make sure that you're you know if you're doing this, you're weighing yourself first thing in the morning after. Uh, going to the restroom before eating or drinking, you know, you're not weighing yourself at night after you've eaten when things can fluctuate and then take an average of like five to seven weigh-ins per week because there are fluctuations that happen with water intake, food and whatnot. Uh, And to get rid of those fluctuations as best as possible, you can take an average weight. So you weigh yourself seven times. You're going to take the average of those seven weigh-ins. That is your average weight for the week. Okay. Eat like that for a few weeks. See how your average weight starts to change. Um, That's one of the better ways that you can figure out. It's going to take a little bit longer but that's one of the better ways you can figure out, you know, roughly, you know, what your calorie maintenance is. I, for me personally, I just, I feel like calculating the amount of calories that you burn during the day, during your workout, it, it just makes things more complicated and it's not necessary in the first place. So why, why are we going to throw yet another thing into the mix that makes people even more confused especially when that element, that factor isn't even accurate in the first place. You know what I mean? So those are my thoughts on the fitness trackers. I just, I just wouldn't give them too much thought uh, and attention. You know, one of the things that I do appreciate, appreciate about them though, is their ability to track steps. Um, I think tracking steps is extremely, extremely important just to get a general idea of how active your, your, your average week or your average day is. Your steps are going to give you a decent you know, idea. If you have a low amount of steps, you're pretty set, pretty sedentary, high amount of steps, you're relatively active. And that's a good way to measure your neat. But I mean, as far as calories burn, it's, it has no clue. It has no idea how to, how to figure out exactly how many calories you burn in the day. So what's the point? Let's not turn 
calories in versus calories out and, and fat loss and muscle gain into a calculus class, let's just start somewhere and see how it affects our body. So that's my opinion on that. Take it or leave it. Do with it as you wish. Next question uh, is from Judy Ma. And the question is, how can I grow my glutes and lose belly fat at the same time? Okay, so there's there's a lot of stuff going on here. Uh, growing your glutes involves building muscle, obviously. Um, losing belly fat involves losing body fat, obviously. And then there's another element of, quote unquote, at the same time. Now, what exactly does at the same time mean? Uh, everybody says you know, I want to build muscle and lose fat at the same time. That's great. And that's when you have all the fitness and science zealots and nerds come in and say, oh, well, damn, technically, you know, it doesn't happen at the exact same time. And we all get that. We understand that. What the person is trying to get at here is that they want to, you know, from, from day one to day 90, when they get to their 90-day point, they want to have more muscle and less body fat, right? That's essentially the point of this. So, a few things need to be going on. First, let's address, actually, we can address all of it at the same time. So building muscle, burning body fat. In order to build muscle, we need to be, one, eating enough protein, two, sending a muscle building signal to our body through our workout. You know, if we're not, if we're not demanding our glutes to grow through the weights that we are selecting, through the intensity that we are lifting the weights with, uh, then it's not going to happen. So that has to be in the right place. Protein has to be in the right place. Now the question comes into play of, well, what about uh, losing the body fat? Because I thought that required a calorie deficit, but I thought you could only build muscle in a calorie surplus. Here's the thing. You can certainly build, um, you can certainly build muscle in a calorie deficit. And if this is what your goal is, you might need to try to do this because a calorie deficit, eating uh, fewer calories in the day than you are burning is what's required for for fat loss, okay? Uh, so you're gonna need to be in some sort of calorie deficit while implementing this great strength training program and eating enough protein. So those are the three elements that you're gonna have to have in place. As far as the protein goes, it's gonna need to be higher since you're in a calorie deficit. When we don't have, you know, our body doesn't like to tap into fat stores immediately. Um, it, it naturally wants to have at least a little bit of body fat to stay at a quote unquote homeostasis. So what we have to do is make sure the muscles are getting enough protein, uh, enough amino acids from the protein. Don't take branched chain amino acids. Get amino acids from the protein. Make sure our muscles are getting enough protein to rebuild and repair, but at the same time making sure that the body gets few enough calories to where it has no other choice but to tap into its fat stores um, to use as energy rather than using muscle tissue because it will want to use that lean muscle tissue, okay? But if it's getting enough protein, we can kind of, you know, counteract that from, or I should say, uh, you know, keep that from happening. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry, I lost my, my train of thought here. So uh, protein, I would keep it high. Now this can change depending on whether if you're, you know, if you're obese, overweight, uh, this will change. But for, a, for an average individual, anywhere from 0.6 to 1 gram of protein per pound of body weight is a good range. However, if you are eating fewer calories and you are burning in the day and you are following a pretty intense strength training program for your glutes, I recommend being on the higher end of that range, anywhere from 0.8 to 1 gram of protein per pound of body weight. Now, remember, like I said, if you're like overweight or obese, that does not apply because if you're overweight or obese, you have a ton of excess body fat on your body 
And so although you weigh 300 pounds, your body isn't going to need 300 grams of protein uh, to be able to build muscle here. So keep that in mind. Also, let's go to the strength training program part. If growing your glutes is your, your primary focus as far as where you want the muscle to go, I would center your program around effective glute building exercises, compound lifts like squats, deadlifts, lunges, um, hip thrusts, Romanian deadlifts, things like that. Okay. Um, that's what I would do. And I would try to at least train the, well, yeah, not at least I would say on average, I would try to train those glutes two to four times a week. The key here is finding a balance between frequency and intensity. The more intense that you train those glutes, like you're doing eight exercises just for the glutes, you're doing three to four sets each, you're going balls to the wall, the less frequently that you, you know, you can train them because you're going to be so damn sore. So the, the key is finding the balance between frequency and intensity and frequency is going to be very beneficial here. So training your muscle groups, training your glutes, especially two to four times a week may require you to take the intensity down. Now that doesn't mean that, you know, if you have set of squats one day that you take it down just for the squats, it means that you may not have as many glute focused exercises in one workout. You have them instead of one workout, you have them spread out throughout the week. So hitting the, hitting those glutes at least two to four times a week, uh, and then, uh, rolling from there. Okay. So that's what I recommend there, making sure that it's centered around compound movements and make sure that you are, uh, you're, you're progressively overloading. You are increasing volume on a week by week basis. And an easy way to do this is just to make sure that you, each time you go into the gym, you're trying to be stronger than you were last time. So let's say you have six to eight reps on squats. Last time you did hundred pounds. All right, next time I'm doing squats, I'm going to try to do 110 pounds and then slowly increase, slowly increase, slowly increase. Your reps should always be changing each phase as it is. So let's say, you know, phase one, you got six to eight reps, phase two, 10 to 12, phase three, 12 to 15, for example. If you leave those as is, and you just focus on increasing those weights for those rep ranges as much as you possibly can, you will be progressively overloading and increasing volume, giving your body a demand um, to build muscle in those glutes, to grow those glutes. So that needs to be in place as well as the protein. Now let's talk about the calorie deficit. Calorie deficit, just making sure you are consuming fewer calories than you are burning in the day. <clears throat> this is where it gets a little bit tricky because with this one, you might need to actually try to figure out how many you know calories you, your, your maintenance is. Now, one of the better ways to do this, to get a, a really good idea uh, is through like a DEXA scan or a body composition test of some sort. A DEXA scan is gonna be like a, a mini MRI essentially. It's going to give you a breakdown of your fat mass, your bone mass, your lean muscle mass, uh, and things like that. And it can give you your metabolic rate, estimated metabolic rate as well. And then from there, you know, you would include your activity in that, and then you would go into a deficit from that total. So like I said before in this previous question, they're all just kind of estimates. Um, but if you've been training for a while and you have a decent idea of how many calories your body, you know, takes to, to maintain its weight and be happy there you'll have an idea of how many calories you should be consuming to be in that calorie deficit. So uh, that'll take some time to figure out, but those are the three things that you need to have in place. Now, specifically, I know the question talked about losing belly fat. Belly fat is usually the most stubborn. Uh, I would say, you know, more so in men than women, it tends to be a little bit more stubborn, but even in women, uh, it's pretty freaking stubborn. So stay consistent with that, stay focused, and you have to stay dedicated. This is not one of those things you know, building muscle and losing body fat at the same time is extremely difficult. Unless you're brand new to exercise, it's extremely difficult. It's something that takes dedication, uh, that takes determination, that takes commitment and consistency. This is not something that's going to happen, you know, when you're doing, you know, 
you know, two weeks you're quote unquote on the wagon, the next week you fall off and you're kind of sporadic, that, that shit's not going to work. Excuse my language. That's not going to work for this. Uh, you need to be extremely consistent. Now, if you know, if you're not as consistent and it's not that important to you, that's fine. Just focus on maybe building muscle first and then losing the body fat. But if you want to do both at the same time, you're going to have to be very, very diligent. Guys, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you have questions that you would like to send in, uh, find me on Instagram. My handle is Adam underscore Pullman Fit. You can find me there. Uh, and that's where you can ask any health, fitness, and nutrition questions that you would like on my story every single Sunday. I'll take those questions. I'll answer them here on the show like I did today. And then if you want more free fitness information, you can find all of that at PullmanFitness.com slash free. That's P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N fitness.com slash free. And then lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, spread the love, share it with your friends and family. Let them know that this is where they can go to get all of their health, fitness, and nutrition questions answered. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it is over already. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, listen in. If you have a health and fitness goal that you are trying to reach, I don't know what else to say other than to say it must be a match made in heaven. If you didn't know already, Pullman Fitness exists to transform the body, mind, and spirit through personal coaching and sustainable fitness plans for any stage of life. So if you want to reach your goals, build sustainability, and enjoy life all at the same time, you guys got to check out Premier Coaching at Pullman Fitness. From custom tailored programming to 24-7 access to your personal coach, you'll have everything that you need to succeed. You guys can find out a lot more about Premier Coaching as well as our membership program at PullmanFitness.com. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, share the love by leaving a five-star review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, this is The podcast.